White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter, Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill, and the show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and go to our YouTube page right now. Subscribe, hit the notifications bell. We have been sending out prize packs Mike Victor got his prize pack. You could be next. Top what was it? Uh, next hundred people. Chris will yeah. pick up person to get a new new prize pack. We got these brand new great locked on shirts. Got the mug behind Tanny. You could see him behind there, right by the hawk hat. Yes. So if you're watching on Twitch, I mean if you're watching on Twitch, if you're watching on YouTube, you would see that right now. So go and subscribe if you're watching already. Tell your friends about it so you can get your own prize pack. And more importantly, you can see our content. You can see our beautiful faces. Without any further ado, here is Chris Tannehill. Hi, Herb. It's episode 169 tonight. Uh, well, Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you guys out there. It's Pakoda Day. We'll get to that in a second. Why there's a reason why you shouldn't be freaking out over uh, numbers and projections. But just a quick note. Uh, why is that was because we- they play the games on the field? Oh, they do, yeah. That's Not actually yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find that anywhere in the story about where they play the games, but yeah, it, it turns out it is on the field. Uh, but you may be wondering, you know, just throwing it out there. I'm just looking ahead to my old thirty thousand foot view of the podcast. It would be nice if we could get our YouTube numbers up so we can do stuff like do a live stream come the postseason. That is, if the Sox even make it to the postseason, according to Pakoda, who knows even. I mean, you know, we, we may be counting down the draft, but either way, if we can get our YouTube numbers up <laughs> towards the MLB draft, that'll be exciting. Uh, but no, we certainly hope that's not the case. Uh, we hope we're doing a deep postseason run, so we want to get as many eyes and ears on this podcast as possible. The, the listenership is growing, and we appreciate that, but uh, we're going to put out some more good video content for you guys throughout the season, so we want to make sure we get those subscribers up locked on white Sox on youtube get on over there okay so it is pakoda day actually yesterday was pakoda day but uh we, we were we're talking about the white Sox and where they sit here with their pakoda projections now a lot of you guys you know i know we get a lot of emails from some of the older folks or some of the people that are less uh, less numbers inclined uh you know listening to the show so just a a, a quick recap of what Pakoda is. This is a feature that's run through uh, baseball prospectus and Pakoda stands for player empirical comparison and optimization test algorithm. Okay, you like that? I made baseball as much fun as doing your taxes. Uh, so that that's an algorithm, and they what they do is they they play the season. Like, I don't know if it's hundreds or thousands of times. Maybe it's even more than that. I still don't have quite a grasp on it myself. Uh, but what it does is the system takes a player's past performance and tries to project the most likely outcome for the following season, in this case being 2021. So they look at numbers from 2020 and years prior, and it looks at all the numbers and 
you know, it, to see which players are more likely to repeat their success or which ones benefited from some good fortune. So you think about your batting average of balls in play, park factors, things like that in years past, and they sort of work it all in with their with their simulations, and they, they run it through the computer a bunch of times, and there's several things that it doesn't or just simply can't account for, and we'll get to that in a minute. But you may be wondering, you know, there's a lot of freaking out on Twitter. You're probably, you know, if you're on the outside looking in of, uh, of the numbers renaissance here in baseball, you're probably wondering why White Sox contingent is freaking out on Twitter, as we're one to do. Uh, let's face it, White Sox fans are always freaking out. But if you're wondering, the Pocota projections currently have the White Sox sitting at a win total of 83. Okay, so that's, you know... Not doesn't have a lot of White Sox fans excited out there. I know when I saw the number, I wasn't floored by it. I wasn't totally shocked by it. I thought it would be a little bit higher. Uh, but keep in mind, the the the, the win total is uh, the most likely occurrence. There are some simulations that have the number being considerably higher. Uh, there are some that have it being lower. But 83 is about the median. 83 outcome for what you will see in terms of what the computer had to say about the 2021 White Sox. Now, Herb, what were your first thoughts when you saw the win total projection from Pakoda uh, Tuesday morning? Well, I thought it was low, but also as White Sox fans, 83 means a lot to us. It really does. The year, of course. And our guy, I know even though he was answering, I think a Bears question. He was. And my guy Clark, he looks like a White Sox fan. Oh, definitely. I'll put him in the White Sox box. So, yeah, 83, 83. wasn't necessarily the problem I had with the Pocota projections. The problem I had is they had them like seven games below the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Indians are ahead of the White Sox. I don't think Cleveland's going to be a factor in the race at all. Ooh. It's a two per, two team race, I'm thinking. And it's the Twins and the White Sox. Now, I do agree. Maybe the Twins are a little bit slightly better than the White Sox. I think some of the you know, anger today was because they had them higher than the White Sox, not just the, the distance between them. But some White Sox fans, I think a good portion, think the White Sox have surpassed the Twins from last year where they were close in the standings to this year where they think they had a better offseason and they have a superior talent team especially with the uh, subtractions of other players like Rosario off of the Twins and maybe Odorisi off of the Twins. So those things are factoring in. So I had no problem with necessarily the order of the White Sox behind the Twins. I have the problem with the White Sox behind the Indians and then how much they're behind the Twins. Well, you know, I, I respectfully disagree with you there about the Indians. I just think they're always going to be a factor. I think we write them off every year. For the most part, but we know that they are going to pitch, they're going to play above average defense, and they're for the most part they're gonna, you know, uh, their their situational hitting is gonna be good. They still have Jose Ramirez, and they they have the uh, the switch hitters Freaknik going on there still, uh, where they can alternate lefty righty pretty much on a given basis and go up against any what what any starting pitcher or bullpen is trying to throw at you. So I think like seven all, people got that one. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but basically, the, you know, their, their lineup is competent still. Lots of contact, lots of speed. 
uh, lots of guys who are just like pains in the ass there in Cleveland with uh, Jose Ramirez anchoring it all in the in the center of the lineup. And, you know, maybe they'll trade him in the middle of the year, which is one of the things that Picota awesome. does, does not account for. Yeah, they'll trade him to the Yankees, um, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how often it is then. Um, but like that's one of the things that they don't account for, like trades that may happen during the course of a season. Like, you know, that's the, the that those are things they just can't possibly factor in that it, it would just break the computer, I think. Um, but it, it is, you know, I, I think Cleveland's going to be there. I don't think they're better than the White Sox, but whenever you can pitch like they can, I think they're always going to be uh, right there in the mix. And they're going to they're going to spoil a lot of a lot of nights for our Sox. They're going to spoil some nights for the for the for the twins, I think, just because they're always going to pitch and they're well managed by. Tito Francona and even you know in 2020 you didn't have Zach Plesac Zach Plesac uh, for some of the season you know for a few starts after breaking the COVID protocol so now you're going to have uh, a larger sample size of him and if you're a believer in what he brings to the table then that's a good thing for Cleveland and of course they still have Shane Bieber before they trade him and you know the things are volley too yeah yeah exactly so you know the you know I, I wouldn't sleep on Cleveland yeah you know, I wouldn't you know see them eking into the playoffs but they're going to be a deciding factor whoever we'll talk about this more when we preview the season but whoever does best in the division whoever beats cleveland and whoever can beat cleveland's good pitching whenever whenever they face them be it the twins or the Sox, i think that'll fare well for that team over the course of the 162 but also in the postseason like those games are going to be a good test for either the twins or the Sox when it comes down to postseason play uh because those games are going to be tightly contested little room for error and it's just going to be good good litmus test for the postseason but when you talk about these you know projections you know i think we've talked about it with the twins like they we thought at, at, at the surface that they got worse but then we haven't really even talked about it over the past week because of the 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 way the news lined up but they re-signed Nelson Cruz. Someone, you know, I'm still waiting for Hector Gomez's good news. Um, they they re-signed uh, Nelson Cruz, and then they go ahead and poach Alex Colome from the White Sox. So they were able to fill a couple holes that they had, and you know, they finally have a closer now after losing May, who wasn't their closer, but it was a mainstay in their bullpen to the Mets. And then, of course, they, you know, the big cog in that lineup, Nelson Cruz, the one who makes it all go. They they retain him, and they basically steal him from the White Sox, even though he was their guy to begin with. But, you know, addition by subtraction, you know, is what we talked about. And that's why we wanted the Sox to sign Nelson Cruz in the worst way. So the Twins, like, they haven't gotten that much worse. And, you know, they well, time will tell what happens with Odorizzi. But, well, you know, Twins, they've got some prospects, too, uh, that are coming. And they still got Byron Buxton, hopefully for a whole season for them. But, yeah, I, I, the Twins are going to be right there. And I still think the White Sox are, are more talented um, you know, that's going to come down to head to head play. You know, I, I think the White Sox are the, the cream of the, uh, the, the class, if you will, <laughs> as Dan Hampton used to say, they're the cream of the crop of the central, but it, it all, it's all going to come down on how they play head to head. But, you know, just real quick here, getting back to these projections before we uh, move along here there, it's, it's not set in stone by any means. And, you know, there's a great Twitter thread about some of the errors that the the Pakoda project not errors but just some of the discrepancies that you had from Pakoda over the years most notably we've talked about it on the show here before the 2005 White Sox right they they were projected to be like third or fourth place in 05 and they didn't have it down to a science where they had win totals back then but it was basically uh, an aggregate of where they thought each team would would finish in the season and the White Sox of course win the World Series after not being uh, you know 
Dakota Darlings that year. But if you go back through every year, there's going to be a team or two that have some discrepancies in terms of what Coda projected them to be and what they ended up finishing at. So uh, in 2013, let's just go by the White Sox here, okay? For the most part for the Sox, they've been dead on balls accurate, okay? So in 2013, they projected the Sox to win 77 ball games. They ended up winning 63 games. In 2014, they project 75, they won 73. So early on here, you're seeing a tread. The White Sox will usually uh, not even live up to Pocota's standards here. So in 2015, they were projected to have 78. They end up getting 76. In 2016, they actually underachieved. And then remember the 2016 team, Jimmy Rollins, Todd Frazier, uh, Adam Eaton, and uh, Drake, Drake LaRoche. We lost a leader in Drake. The kid was so tremendous. He was so tremendous. Uh, but the Pocota projected the Sox to win 84 games in 2016. And then things unraveling there with Chris Sale at the end of the year. And it just turned into a shit show. They only won 78 games. 2017, Pocota projects the Sox 76 wins. They only won 67. I don't know why they projected so many. Uh, because they're obviously in a rebuild, um, you know, but even then you have guys who didn't live up to their past career performances and they weren't able to trade some guys. Uh, 2018, 73 wins projected, 62 wins finished with. 2019, 70 wins projected for the Sox. They finished with 72. And then um, in 2020, actually, this is one uh, in the positive column for the White Sox here. Uh, they were projected by Pocota to have 31 wins, and obviously they, they wind up with 35, going 35 and 25, which is just as I said they would last year. Maybe they should run the projections through me. Uh, but, yeah, so you see over the years, the White Sox, they pretty much have them. Like there's, It's not like a 10-20 win or lost jump, as I'll mention here in a bit. But for the most part, Pocota pegs the White Sox pretty accurately. And especially over the course of 162, this this 83 projection, it, it may seem marginal. And we all know that when you play a game, there's so many things that happen that can bear out over the course of a baseball game that can determine the winner or loser. But, uh, you know, w- w- you know, overall here, they Pocota's got the White Sox down, I would say, wouldn't you? Oh, yes. Uh, that's a thing that They've always been really good as of late. I mean, you just went through the numbers, and every year, I was like, Dakota's wrong. We just picked up Melky Cabrera. We got <laughs> David Robertson. It's me. We're in the house. Come on. Samarja, the, the captain of attitude. What are we doing, Dakota? Yeah. And every year, we're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Do something. They got the they got the almanac. Damn computer right again. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, I don't argue with it. I know it's an algorithm, which I don't understand. So I can't argue with it because <laughs> I don't know what's go what all goes into it. But, you know, as a fan, I could just say, I think the White Sox will outperform I, that projection. So does Vegas, by the way. Yeah, yeah we'll, have- get, we'll get to that, too, in the next segment. But I, I adore the the uh, the just the the notion of you arguing with an algorithm. Like it's like the it's like the movie. It's like war games like her say, hey, is this a game or is it real? And, they, and the Pagoda saying, what's that difference? You know, I can you know, figure that becoming a thing. But yeah, like, you know, for the most part, they have the White Sox pegged. And when you get to the reason why, it's this exact same reasons, Herb, why we've been talking about it all offseason, where it's the roster floor uh, that has Pakoda, I think, a little, you know, has their radar up. You know, they they do have odd samplings for guys like Yohan Moncada, who had bout, the bout with COVID last year. And really, 2019 was his only good season in the, in the major leagues. But we know, looking at the team through our lens, that we know Yohan Moncada is – 
a top tier player in the American League if he's healthy, right? So, but Bakota doesn't you know take that into effect. They just look at past performance. You look at Luis Robert, who was who came on you know strong in 2020 and then tapered off a little bit, and then you have unknowns like Cease and Kopech. But those are the obvious ones. But again, it gets back to the roster floor the incompletion of this roster. And I think that's where Pocota has a lot of these, the difference here between the White Sox and the Twins is around the margins, you know, like backup catcher, things like that. The lack of depth here really seems to be an issue, I think, for the Pocota projections. And that was most of the argument on my timeline after I posted it. Um, just some people were like, they don't have enough to sustain a 162 injury-free like somebody goes down on the White Sox, they don't have replacement level players to take those spots. They don't have replacement level players who are going to play a lot like a backup catcher where people are clamoring for Jonathan Lucroy because the name sounds right. But his last couple of years has been a below average catcher, not replacement level. You can't have that, especially when you come from a guy who was playing at an all star level in James McCann. Of course, that's an anomaly. You're not going to get that all the time. But you want somebody where you give Yasmani a Blake a break and you're like, okay, cool. We're fine today. I know it's, you know, like personal catcher day or it's a day where Yasmani can't catch all 162. Cool. We got a guy that's going to hold it down, not do too many airs for us, give us a decent bat, maybe run into one once in a while. That guy. Lucroy. Depending on Jerry Naren, getting back with Jerry Naren to reestablish his career. Like it's just going to be some magic potion. He gets to speak to Jerry Naren again. <laughs> well, so it's like real just quick about, about Lucroy. I, I was reading it just before we sat down here tonight. Uh, James Fegan has a nice piece about Jonathan Lucroy. If you want to get a little bit of context and what's been going on with him the past few years, like he hasn't really had a good year since 2016 and 2020. Uh, he spent most of the year at the Red Sox alternate site. Um, but he had a herniated disc, I believe it was uh, in his in his neck or back, and he said that caused him to develop bad uh, playing habits, bad hitting habits with the swing. So, you know, if, read the piece; it just gives you a little bit of insight. And Luke Roy says he feels as good as, as he has in a long time. Take that for what it's worth. He's not going to get find- to spring training and say that. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's what's unprecedented. He's not even in the best shape of his life yet. And he's not even at spring training. So imagine how good he's going to feel once he gets down to, uh, to Arizona, <laughs> but it just pr- provides a little bit of context and he's never going to say, Oh yeah, I feel like a total sack of shit right now. I shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't have signed this contract. Like you won't hear that, but it was great work by James Fegan who like, you know, th- through all the, the Pakota projections today on the Twitter timeline, he was, he had a very, very nice, well, thought a well-read piece on Jonathan Lucroy and sort of how he feels about playing for Tony LaRusso. He likes it. So yeah, but again, the roster floor, man, this team cannot uh, really, they're not going to be able to sustain any major injuries. Like you look at first base and you know, your MVP, Jose Abreu, if, if Pito goes down for an extended amount of time, like he's such an important part of the lineup. You saw it with Tim Anderson, even in 2020, like when he goes down even for a little bit, if he misses like a week, the whole lineup is thrown out of whack. Like these are the things that you can't really project. Like you can be able to to, to throw numbers out there and previous experiences and you have a sample size. But when you have a, a figure like Tim Anderson and what he brings to the lineup, you just can't quantify what he means to the team. So like, yeah, it's they really can't sustain any type of injuries. And they put themselves in this position uh, that they're in now by not finishing out the roster. Yeah, and you talked about Pito missing games. Imagine if, like any rookie, 
Andrew Vaughn is the guy. And then he comes up and he sucks. He hasn't faced live pitching in a season and a half. And it's a jump from single A. He's probably going to struggle mightily. Whatever you do, this man's just struggling. Just You're just going to keep on giving him a bets on a team that's ready to compete? That's the depth we're talking about. You know, in a usual situation, you wouldn't have a rookie be your starting designated hitter, especially one with these circumstances. And if you did, you would have a out plan. So he struggles the first 60 games. Hey, man, triple A's your spot. Go ahead and get a couple of bats, get your uh, confidence up type of thing. Can you do that? There's no one behind Andrew Vaughn who can be a DH. I mean, my man, Yarmin can always do it. He, he can hit any day of the year. Well, but- that's the thing, too, that's interesting about this is like, you know, I don't know how much they have uh, uh, your mean accounted for, you know, but that could be a guy that comes up and, you know, makes an impact on the team that you just, you know, it happens in baseball all the time. Like, no one saw this coming with this guy. He just he showed up and he became an integral part of the team. But you don't want to rely on that. There's too many of that going on with this roster. Zach Collins, like if, if Pito gets hurt and Zach Collins ends up playing a lot, which, you know, I don't think anybody really wants, which is really damning for a first-round pick. But, you know, again, it's like no one really knows for sure, but there's so many question marks. Dylan Cease, Kopech, like, you know, again. I would even call Keichel a question mark because he's not a sub-two ERA guy like he no. was last year. He's more close to the four ERA, which, and if he gave us that last year and this year, Overjoyed. Awesome. That man, man, under four. Let's go in the American League as a four starter, third starter in this on this team. I'm awesome for I'm good for it. So there is going to be not question mark about Keiko because he'll go out and give you a quality professional effort. Question marks about he won't be the guy that you had last year. Top five NBA uh, Cy Young guy. He'll probably be more like the guy that he was years before. So you're going to get a little regression from him. So. I know people are saying one, two, three, we're solid, but it would have been much better if he was four on this team, if you're especially you're trying to go for a championship. Uh, I will give you guys some reason to be excited and why, you know, uh, Pakoda, uh, they're not the be all end all and why they're they're They may be uh, one of the outliers in terms of, uh, of, of, of organizations or, or media outlets. That's, that's, uh, that's not high on the white Sox. I'll tell you about a couple that are high on the Sox. Uh, after a brief time out here, but real quick here, just capping this Pakoda thing, the, the biggest outliers of all time, the biggest errors, I guess you could say, in the Pakoda projections, um, you look at you know some of the weird ones here. In 2015, the Royals had uh, the biggest ever like jump from what the projections said they were going to do. Uh, there was a 23-game difference to what Pakoda projected the Royals being in, in, uh, in 2015. And, of course, famously, they go on to win the World Series uh, under Ned Yost there and in, uh, in the Yosting and the bunting. Um, other notable ones, I don't know why Pakoda thought the 2019 Marlins would win 84 games, but they only won 57 games in 2019. Uh, last year with the small sample size, the Blue Jays were the biggest uh, you know, COVID, uh, not COVID, <laughs> Pakoda, uh, you know, <laughs> they stuck their middle finger in the face of Pakoda. The Blue Jays did in 2020 with an 11 game difference. So these things happen, you know, the Giants in 2017 had a 24 game difference. So it has happened before and it's not the be all end all. It's just a tool that's used as the Hawkeroo used to say. Uh, but we're gonna take a quick time out and tell you why there are some outlets that 
have you uh, that you should be excited about after you see what they have to say about the 2021 White Sox. We're back after this on Locked On White Sox. And this episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, folks, but NBA, college hoops, and the NHL are in full swing, and BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. I got to take a look at those, man, uh, the reality TV uh, prop bets. That's got to be quite a thing. Uh, real-time odds are updated and props on almost everything and anything you can possibly imagine. And right now, we're going to get to this uh, in a little bit here, Her, but the, if you go on BetOnline.ag, you can make some futures bets about the 2021 baseball season. And we're going to do a whole episode uh, going over some of these bets. But if you go on betonline.ag right now, the White Sox currently sitting, uh, they're minus 145 favorites to win the AL Central uh, with the Twins being in second place at plus 190. So maybe you're you're sitting there looking at the Twins and the Pocota projections and you're like, you know what? Uh, I believe them. I'm going to make a bet on them on betonline.ag for them to win the American League Central. You can do that already at betonline.ag and they've got you covered for all the news scores and odds and it's the best way to place your bets and best of all it's free to sign up so you head to betonline.ag on your mobile device or sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts don't forget that promo code locked on at betonline.ag and we're also brought to you today by rock auto Dot com. You know, folks, with all the increasing numbers of makes and models of cars these days, it's become impossible to stock all the parts your car is ever going to need in a traditional chain storefront. So I endure the pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is your car an LX or an EX? And you say, well, I don't know. And you wait for the counterman to order the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry. Well, you have computers with access to rockauto.com right there in your pocket on your phone. There's a lot of different reasons to maintain your automobile, but of course, the biggest being to save money that you can use for more important things in life, like your mortgage, like your kid's school supplies, tuition, student loan payments. Maybe if you want to take a trip once the world opens back up again. So why would you pay more than you have to at a big box auto parts chain storefront? Because you see rockauto.com's prices, they're always reliably low and they don't charge prices on a price tier like those chain storefronts do it's the same for do-it-yourselfers and professional mechanics so head over to rockauto.com right now check out their unique catalog their website is so easy to navigate you can quickly find all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and specifications just for you that includes prices as well okay they're reliably low at rockauto.com so head over there right now and use our promo code locked on and they're how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com and now back to locked on white Sox. there's a place in baseball for numbers but i also said that it's the most overrated issue to come into baseball in the last 10 15 years and i stand by that because it's not ready yet down the road 40 or 50 years when you can put some of those categories you know you got your obps and all that and the vorps when they put in TWTW and then interface those numbers with TWTW under that category, then you might have something cooking. What, what, what TW is? Yeah, what is that? That's the will to win. 
Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So there are places that are high on the White Sox here. If you're looking for futures, if you're looking for projections, uh, I saw this today and you mentioned it uh, a little bit at the start of the show. But 2021 win totals are out uh, for some of the Vegas books. Is the one you saw, Herbie? Was that the win? Well, I saw the division standings. Or, okay. And I was like, okay, Vegas still believes in the White Sox. As I looked on betonline.ag, the White Sox to win the Central are the favorites at minus 145. If you guys are new to betting, it's you have to bet $145 to get hundred dollars so every uh, 145 you get and if the white Sox do win that division you would win to win a hundred dollars so in that regard if i'm a white Sox fan and i don't want my heart broken i'm betting on the plus 190 courtesy of betonline.ag that the minnesota twins have for winning the division so if the white Sox somehow don't win the division and the twins do and you have faith in that and the pakota standings we were talking about before the break at least you make some money Plus 190, that means uh, you bet $100, you win 190 if the Twins win the uh, Central Division. So that's a way to hedge your bet. You hedge your heart and your bet. So at least you make money, even though the White Sox didn't win the division. That's what I would go with. I may do that, especially after these projections come out today. Just like gives me a reason for pause, like to, to think, oh, maybe the White Sox may not run away with this thing like we initially thought. But, um, you know, I saw this today uh, on Vegas, the win released their uh, win totals uh, for the 2021 MLB season. And, you know, there's some that are not surprising here. You look around the league, uh, Dodgers uh, at 100 and a half for their win total. That's, you know, if any team was built to do it, uh, it I know it in baseball, it would be hard for me to bet on a team to hit over 100 wins. Um, but the Dodgers right there at 100.5, 100 and a half wins there. Uh, if you want to make that play, uh, other notable ones, the uh, upstart Mets sitting at 92 and a half there in a competitive National League East uh, Central Division here. You look at the Royals, 72 and a half. Uh, you have the Tigers, 66 in the basement there. Um, you have Indians sitting at 81 and a half. So, Pretty much not quite lockstep with Pakoda, but right there in the mix, hovering around 500 mm-hmm. uh, with room to move up. Uh, the Twins sitting at 90 wins, uh, according to the win, if you want to make that win total bet. Uh, the White Sox, 91 and a half, according to the win out in Vegas. So the, 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 the sports books out there and the casinos, they're still high on the White Sox uh, at 91 and a half. Are you comfortable making that over bet? What are you doing? Are you going over or under 91 and a half for the 2021 Sox? I would go under for the 2021 Sox, not because they're not good, just because we talked about the roster floor is not that great. I think they're going to hit and hit a lot, crush the ball. Um, that's one of the reasons I was kind of uh, down on the Pocota projections because they were like giving up more runs than they're going to be scoring, which ludicrous Sox are going to score upwards of 900 runs this year. They're going to score a lot of runs. The only problem is the back end of the, that, uh, starting rotation is tough. We're expecting a lot from fourth and fifth guys. It's Dylan C's guaranteed as the fourth starter. And then a hodgepodge of Rodon or, you got Lopez or 
when he clears enough time and is in the minors and ready to go, Michael Kopech. Drew Anderson, too. No, he's gone. He's gone forever. Um, but yeah, uh, so like <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, what are we doing at the back end? So 91 is a lot. Last year, I think they had him down for what was it like 87 before the season started? And I thought that was a high number. Yeah. Your 35 for the redo of the season was high to me, too. I think I went with 28, so I was really wrong, and you were perfectly on. So, you know, take this with the grain of salt that it is. 91 seems like a lot of wins, a lot of wins to go from, what, 72. And then I don't know what the, it converts into, what 35 and 25 ter- converts into with the 583 uh, winning percentage. That's, what, around nine, 90 wins in the, in the year. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go on the other side because you've got to have some horses pick up some of those innings. And I know we have a devastatingly great bullpen, but mm, 91, that's a lot, yeah. especially with the Twins on the other side. That really is, especially when you think of like I look at a 162-game season. I look at all the things that could possibly go wrong for you, and it's such a grind. And this team still has to learn how to finish. Like, you know, say what you want, but the Twins are still the team to beat here. It's still their division. You know, they're still the division champions. And, you know, this team has to finish strong. Like, you know, a lot of things, too, can happen in that final week where maybe a team clinches early. And, you know, but normally, you know, obviously 90 games will get you in. Um, And I just I have a hard time going over uh, 91 and a half. Like to see this team win 92 games, like I'd be ecstatic, but. Yeah, I, that, that's a hard bet for me to make. Like that one's like, that's a hard, and that's not, again, it's not to say that they're not good or that's inconceivable that they can hit that over, but so many things have to go right in baseball to win 90 games. And you're talking about winning more than that. Like I'd have a hard time, you know, hitting the Dodgers for over a hundred games. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like, oof. that's, you know, they have the talent to do it. They've got the horses, but you know, just still betting on a team to win, uh, 101 games at the minimum like that's that's a tough call right there um a, another interesting team here you see is the padres at 94 and a half like you know that's another thing about it too mm-hmm. like you know in, in the in the dodgers division you got the padres there too so that's going to be a formidable nl west right there but as far as the white Sox go uh, i i can't pull the trigger on that one man like I, i've got some other futures bets that we're going to get to for the white Sox, courtesy of betonline.ag we'll get to that probably next week or so uh, as we look ahead to the start of spring training, that'd be a good time to do that. But yeah, not touching uh, 91 and a half wins uh, either right there, Herb. So uh, yeah, I think that's all I got tonight for the uh, looking into the future and projections and computers, Putin. In the year 2000. That's right. In the year 2000. There you go. So that is Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, let me apologize. We, we had so many mailbag messages to get to. Oh, yeah. Uh, that we didn't get to today. So I think we will at some point. I just, some of them might be out of date. So, you know, we had several Uncle Pete emails that we didn't get to, but we will get to them at some point. You know, maybe we'll do, they don't like us doing long episodes, but maybe uh, we'll, we'll do an extra episode this week or, you know, with no sponsors, you know, or do a, a double up next week. But yeah, now's the time to empty out the bag with spring training coming. So I apologize. Today was supposed to be What Up Wednesday where we finished the, uh, the mailbag, but not a Pakoda day. Too important. Too many people are angry out here in these internet streets, so we, we had to get to Pagoda today. So many apologies there. We will get to many of you, and a lot of you guys email frequently. You go, you guys know we get to you uh, usually regardless, so yeah. All right, that is Chris Tannehill. Follow him on Twitter, Instagram, 
at Chris Tannehill. I am Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23, Twitter, Instagram. And the show is at Locked On Socks, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We already told you, go there right now. Subscribe. Hit the notifications bell. You might get a prize pack sent to you from Chris Tannehill. I mean, what better way to celebrate the new year than and Black History Month? Yeah, okay, and, I was going to say, it's February already, Herb. <laughs> then, then, with the, the, then with Chris Tannehill sending you a prize pack with Locked on Socks swag. We had it on the other day. It was beautiful stuff. So go there right now and sign up and be a subscriber to our YouTube channel. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked on Socks.